0: Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm the only role that Toby Maguire's ever been good at. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. We were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. You took
1: too much, man. You took too much, too much.
2: There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind, never even considered for mass production. To where to live, to where to die. Cue, Cue the theme
1: song. song.
0: Wait! We can't stop here. This is backcountry.
1: We were somewhere around Varso on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take
0: hold. As your attorney advised you to drive at top speed. It'll be a goddamn miracle if we can get there before you turn into a wild animal. Jeez. Tell me about the fucking golf shoes. All right. 98. Let's get super fucking high and watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Check. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson's life is definitely a super interesting one. Um, This man just chose to go all out and say like all the drugs are for me please um and of course uh he wrote a ton um uh, hunter s thompson did um so he had a novel uh, of this he had several other novels as well um what do you call a type of writing
1: his is gonzo
0: yeah right but it's not his
1: creation really gonzo Gonzo yeah yeah Yeah. that's a that's a Hunter thing I think I mean Gonzo is there's another there's like a Gonzo came from something which I think is what John is oh
2: and I don't know what okay
1: which I think is like this like rogue journalism type of thing but then like I think Hunter put a new stamp on that by taking it to like made his own yeah just a maniacally crazy (laughs) level right
0: yeah yeah his material is definitely kind of a love it or hate it type thing yeah um with some people like feeling there's like real brilliance there and impact and and he wrote in such an interesting time in the 60s and 70s i mean after that as well but during those times in particular there were some crazy things going on and his stories of going into las vegas um yeah, or based on some some true experience stuff that he was writing about. So it's fairly insane this movie. Uh, and who else could direct it's such an insane movie? Uh, but Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Uh, so well known for his for his uh, individual style. It's just the way. I don't know. I'll say it now. The way Terry Gilliam makes me feel so fucking uncomfortable watching his movies is like addictive. <laughs> i
2: will say though that i'm not a fan of gillian's writing i think he's a far better director than a writer and like you can i think the proof is in um the proof is in uh what's it called with jeff daniels and robin williams
1: fisher Uh, Uh, yeah fisher yeah but there's four people on this script so it's not just gillian no
2: i know but he rewrote the whole thing when he got his hands on it um as soon as he got he got hired he rewrote the whole script and like Several days. I don't know if this is back when he was on coke because Gillian was like a notorious coke fiend. I read a book about him. Till one day he had the worst coke hangover of his life on a flight from London to New York and said, "I quit," and he never touched coke again. But um I don't know when that was, what year? Because <clears throat> this movie is kinetic. Yeah, it feels like you're on coke when you're watching it,
1: or yeah, something. It, it, it does it a ships. wicked job of giving you that feel I of would, really yeah, putting you in the in the in the shoes, right?
0: Yeah the 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 way the carpets kind of move, the way things flow into each other, and then the way they the way that he talks about the drugs and and being high, like at moments of like losing control and having no memory of like what just happened, and just waking up in a snap out of nowhere, like that stuff is as accurately done in this as any movie about drugs has done. Yeah. It's, it's, fun, not, it's not it's not so much about watching people high, it's about like trying to put you in that experience in some way other than just observing the people who are going through it, which I've always appreciated about this movie.
2: But but for me, for me the things that I like the most about it is when he shows what the person is seeing and then what everyone else is seeing cuz to me to me that is uh <laughs> really funny. It's just really funny that he's perceiving it differently than the person (laughs) across from him who's just perceiving as mumbling nonsense. And uh, to me, that's so great. I I really like the humor of that.
1: I like a different part of that. Um, I like that for the same reason, but I also like it for another reason, which is um, I've done a bunch of psychedelics and I know how things can sometimes become other things right so like when he's in the bar and the lizards are everywhere and he turns around and there's like that big feathered thing or whatever right and then you see when he's back to like the outside view it's just like a little I don't know like a little cloth or a couple of like things poking off of the guy's jacket or whatever and yeah. it's like you can very quickly see how the imagination could take you to these places Oh, and yeah. uh, and I love seeing that. I love kind of getting that outside perspective and, and being like, oh that's that's where he's fucking tripping.
0: yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting uh as we watch Raul Duke and Dr. Gonzo go crazy on their way across the Nevada desert in their convertible car uh and these guys are just i mean it, it's it's Duke and his lawyer um and the lawyer's orders are more drugs drugs all the time and so um i don't know uh, uh, duke's there to cover a uh, motorcycle race and then later on he's there to cover a police con- police officers conference um uh, d.a isn't it uh, uh, is it the d.a I think
1: it's a DA conference, yeah. Okay, it
0: might be a DA conference. There are a lot of police officers I think those are police guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a district attorney's convention. Brent is absolutely right. Of course Brent would know about this. He's seen this movie a couple times, didn't you know? A couple times. Um, And I want to get to that in a sec as soon as I uh, finish fumbling through this uh, synopsis in general because, like, what is this movie about? But the dude, like, is supposed to be writing about stuff, and maybe he does at some point <laughs> but mostly he's high and gonzo is high and Gonzo's slightly more impulsive with threatening people with weapons um yeah and a lot of crazy things happen that are both in and out of their control uh and so will they survive i guess will they leave las vegas um will they be able to well interestingly enough i mean you know that the billings in this movie are johnny depp and benicio del toro who put on like 30 or 40 pounds for this role uh bless him for that effort because he embodies uh, what you might imagine gonzo to be it never seems like benicio del toro like benicio just goes (laughs) all out in this movie um but listen to the it's mostly cameos that end up happening just all over the place but um yeah uh, Christina Ricci, Toby Maguire, Ellen Barkin, Gary Busey, Mark Hammond, um, Christopher Maloney, Harry Dean Stanton, Troy Evans, Debbie Reynolds, uh, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Helmond, um Flea, Lyle Lovett.
2: Actually as like, you're like as you're saying the names and stuff, I kinda don't like that they did that. Because to me what it feels like is that cheesy cannonball run shtick where <laughs> where it's just like cameos and like but like the scenes aren't as meaningful as like the person they got to do the part for the scene and I've always kind of hated that shit
1: you know I've always loved it because think about if you have every role in the movie played by an excellent actor that's going to just elevate it the fact that you know them I mean that's just your bummer for me, like Christopher Maloney is that, uh, as that uh, as the 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 waitstaff at the the hotel, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Fuck, man. Like, who's better than that? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he's
2: really good in that. Yeah. So what are you gonna color. do? You're gonna
1: fill that with the bet p- bit part from like some unknown actor no, who maybe he's gonna just, do a great job. But I love um, seeing him in particular do that just like i like seeing gary Busey be a cop and ask for a kiss do you know what i mean or toby Maguire (laughs) be this like ragged little hitchhiker (laughs) he's just lonely bro Bro. but
2: but what i'm saying is is a lot of those scenes in this particular movie and maybe that's the fault of it don't have anything to do with the story or don't move it forward so you're just like taking a speed bump to like meet like toby mcguire what is the the story no, I, I know, but I it just a lot of them feel like speed bumps to me. They don't feel like they're progressing the movie, especially the movies. Is it two hours long?
0: Yeah, about an yeah. hour.
2: So watching guys be drunk for for two hours is too long. It's because it the it's,
1: adventure is story. the story. The the, the the what he's what he wants. He is in the pursuit of a good time and, and a crazy time, right? So yeah. everything that they do is in pursuit of that, and in process of that, and they are trying to push it to the end and to the breaking point, and when they do, is when the movie is over.
2: Um, yeah is that, a, the, is that a
1: is that a half uh, acceptable? It that is. You're
2: right that that's the story, but they not every scene is related to that right not every scene is i
1: think they i think they are at the end of the day because they're all just drug addled things right but they all go they all go through these different drugs too right like they're drinking there's weed there's coke there's there's the ether times there's the times on the adrenochrome (laughs) yeah um you know the time like the there's like all these like like parts i'd look at them as almost like colors in a color wheel right like you are moving around um, like this circus tent and there is just all these different experiences to be had um, depending on what chemical you inform yourself with.
0: I think like overall, that's what I, that's the feeling I get from this movie. And I think I was having a hard time in my head. Like um, Hunter S Thompson waxes like tons in this movie about, about drugs and drug society and anti-society, whatever you call that. Um culture. counterculture? Counterculture, yes. Thank you. Um that yeah, it, it I really struggle for like where's the story here? But it really is just kind of a it's a moving a carousel of like experiences. More so than mishmash, like a cohesive yeah. start and finish. Yeah. Mm. Like by the end, what's he won? Like has his escape. I don't know if I was as eager for him to escape or wanting to see more crazy shit go on. So I don't know. It's it's unusual in that part, and it, it really struck me hard uh, that th- this time when I watched it through that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's like just more experiences rather than a, a big narrative cohesive narrative. Yeah,
2: yeah, but it's just it. The problem is that it's one note though. So it's here's them fucked up on drugs. Here's them fucked up on other 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 drugs. So it's just like I know it loses its effect like seeing them fucked up doesn't mean anything because they're fucked up all the time that's their norm actually
1: so there's also the hunter the hunter um dialogue the hunter's right the narration yeah is accenting all of the scenes so there is a progression of thought of learning of depth like it's it's very the movie is very philosophical if you look at it uh the right way right it's all about like the excess and the fucking you know just like american culture a lot of it if you look at vegas and and hunter and and gonzo in particular just i mean i don't know i i i think that those things are there
2: if it's if you look t- it's for it's two them. hours of gross though and yeah. then you feel gross immediately after watching it so to me, that effect has always been a negative. I, yeah. I mean, like I don't ever see myself setting up to sit down and watch a movie that's going to make me feel really horrible after I finished watching it for two hours. Um, and every time I've ha- seen this movie throughout the years, I felt that way afterwards, especially because of the way they end the movie, which is they're just like hor- the, the You thought they were horrible people. And then, but they're so much worse than you thought they were.
0: I, John, like, do you feel bad at the end of this <clears throat> movie? Uh, it doesn't make me feel good. This movie, but at the like end,
1: the music rares up and he takes off. The end, of, you know what I mean? Into the sunset, like despite what the, we just that, saw. That leaves you with <clears throat> I know, but what we just saw was just a, a wild adventure where, in the end of the day, no one got hurt.
0: I don't know that no one got hurt, but. Um, they got away with it. That's what I've always felt. That they, I mean, people just, got they hurt. They just go they hurt on lots and, and they're people.
1: gonna. They did. The guy in the elevator's got PTSD for certain. The, the
2: guy in the elevator has the waitress has that too, and yeah, then the they waitress, messed up the, yeah. girl, the girl with the, the young girl. Uh, got no, messed Christina up. Ricci, she's an the Christina
1: th- The Christina Ricci thing, it it. Doesn't strike the same way as the diner woman. You're totally right. No, well it's different, but it's it's the same the, thing. They're no, no. no that's someone. not an argument. I'm just saying the the diner woman is probably gets it the worst in this movie.
2: Are the guy and the guy in the elevator too? You he like was, the
1: guy in the elevator. He just like gives him a quick little like knife flash. He like, that's disturbing and him. not There's, like so much of the really staff. Too. To. He just wanted to scare him.
0: Johnny Depp pulls a gun on a guy that comes into the room. One of the cleaning yeah. staff. Yeah, shit. and he pushes him out and then they, they basically tackle another lady but by the end they're convincing her that they're going to pay her a thousand bucks a month but they had yeah. his, and head, he he had his mean, hand we weren't denying that, that
1: they're bad guys right no
2: when that yeah. scene started though she was on the ground and he was, had his hand over her mouth
1: yeah so she wouldn't that's scream
2: that's fucking awful that's an awful awful thing to see a human being do to another human being Mad
1: yeah or but woman. if you're worried they
0: might scream you got to cover their
1: mouth yeah, so I'm not like, saying there's any logic behind it. I'm saying it's
2: <laughs> disgusting.
0: <clears throat> now, well, I've said this many times before in the show. I am not a smart man, and so um, <laughs> I, I do see the potential the for Joe there Rogan to be defense. lots of <laughs> lots of metaphors yeah. in this movie. So you could probably tell me anything, like uh, like Gonzo is like Doctor Gonzo is like um, uh, some the kind devil. of some some culture, the devil, and. Uh, or like maybe it's like American society where it pays attention to homeless people until their needs are met and then kicks them out into the street and abandons them. And that's the whole Christina Ricci story. And that's the metaphor for American society. Like, I don't know. You could probably come up with a billion different metaphors for this movie, but um, what, what are the ones that like I should be, are there ones that I should be looking for like more deeply? Is there, does anyone know about that? Like I didn't get anything obviously. Like this really seemed like, people being shitty and partying really hard for their own like benefit and not at really intentionally going out to hurt anybody. But then Gonzo steps over that line many times. So the the um, problem
2: is, is that the the great stuff from the book that they use in the movie is some, is all of the best stuff that he, then the voiceover, but the voiceover is so much better and more profound than what you're seeing. Like it's not, they're, they're trying to make a connection between what you're seeing and that stuff. But that stuff's so much better. Like that, that material is really good material. It's, and Johnny delivers it so well. It's just so profound.
1: And there is so yeah, much deep Jesus. meaning you're, in that. You're talking but, there's not about
2: a, deep, but there's not deep meaning in the things we're seeing. There's deep meaning in But you're talking those about words. a
1: generational writer, right? So if you're comparing that, like I like Terry Gilliam, I like Johnny Depp, and, uh, I, they're just not Hunter S. Thompson's. Like, Terry Hunter S. Thompson Gillian's is just a, a bad
2: writer. Terry Gillian took this thing and made this the script. He's just. I think he tried is... to follow
1: the book too much again. Yeah. They like just always. He, he like, this book is crazy and then just wanted the movie to be crazy. I mean, but like the metaphors, John, like you were talking about before. So I found this, like Gene Siskel, right? When he finished watching this, he gave it a thumbs up at the first view. And he liked it because he viewed this whole thing as a metaphor. Uh, for the worst of America, the extremes of America, the money obsession, the visual vulgarity. So I
0: don't but, know what that means. I, I like I get what he's saying, but like these are just really shitty people doing shitty things. So it's a metaphor for the worst parts of society. Like, I don't know. I know like, what, is you're that what you saying. Do way. you agree? No,
2: I don't agree with that at all not on this viewing anyway. Not as a maybe, metaphor, they maybe are, they are. Back in the people. day I would have thought that, I but watching it now, it's I feel like it, what he was trying to do, he failed at.
1: I think a lot of that's exactly what Hunter was putting in his book, and I think that that is captured in the movie. Mm. Um I think it's absolutely captured in the movie actually. And I think I think I I would have liked Hunter to not be a dick. Do you know what I mean? Gonzo can be a dick. Gonzo if Gonzo's a dick just at the end as a breaking point, and then you see Hunter like just back out and then take him to the airport, that's one thing. I don't like seeing them just be bastards. Well, we talked about
0: this when we were watching it, the, one of the first scenes where the, um, uh, the little person um, uh, car attendant guy comes up to him and says, gives him the phone call or something and he Johnny yeah. Depp, uh, Duke throws the change on the ground. So maybe they have a pre-existing relationship and that guy is a huge jerk and that was deserved, whatever, but we don't get that. So like almost immediately that put a bad taste in my mouth for his character. He does it to another person too. Yeah. Something else I can't remember exactly what. Something else happens where, and like he runs out on a check. Um, like, uh, I don't know, like even the little thing of he paid, he can walk around as high as he fucking wants, but maybe we should have been getting behind him a bit more. I, I, this is not a conventional movie, so I don't know if that would actually. No, do anything, and even at the end, it did start end, though, me off with a bad taste in my mouth for, the, for Duke's character.
2: The reason, the reason why that metaphor and he throws money at a a, a person outside the car to a, a whatever valet. And first of all, that's one of the grossest things you can do to a person, stranger, anything. It's just like you're throwing money on the ground for them to fucking pick up. Like fuck you. It's so <laughs> gross. Like who the fuck do you think you are? And then, That's- secondly, the reason why this movie isn't a metaphor for that is because there is no indication whatsoever that Hunter changed, that he grew in any way, that they learned anything from this experience profoundly. They just like drops him off the airport, and he drives why off into did, the sunset. Why do those
1: things need to happen for this movie to be? Because, a metaphor like
2: in for a movie that. like *Pulp Fiction*, where at the end of the movie the character the movie is trying- gave you
1: the movie gave you a visual and you left feeling gross about it. That's yeah. successful. That's a m- successful metaphor. The movie portrayed um, all the stuff that you're seeing in a negative way. And, but like, I don't maybe get anything didn't
2: positive up- about that. I don't get that. I don't get anything about that that makes any sense. It's just like me seeing the worst of people, and then it ends with them driving off into the sunset. Because it's, it's not, not just them. Fucking- there's
1: a whole setting behind them. There's a whole other, like, it's there's more to the movie than just this. What two. is more to the mean, movie? Look, Look at the whole background. The whole setting of the movie is goddamn Las Vegas. Do you know what I mean? Like, just look at everything around it. The metaphor doesn't just have to be dependent on one character and that character's development. That has nothing to do with it. That can take place, but it doesn't need to.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying that I don't see them in any way trying to say, no, you what? started
1: by saying, "I'll tell you why there's no metaphor," and and then you. So well, I was just when saying my perspective. What I mean on
2: is, that. like, no meaningful metaphor that, like, if you're trying to represent something in the movie. You should be clear about your message at the end of the movie. Otherwise, anybody can interpret this as anything. I can interpret Hunter S. Thompson as Jesus and Doctor Gonzo as the devil, and then they Welcome are like going through the valley English. of the Garden of Eden, and then they that's, they like, and then they try and kill Mary, and then that's the end of the movie. But that doesn't fucking mean it's there on the screen.
1: <laughs> I know, but you're talking about every book ever, every class that you ever took, where they asked you to interpret things, and everyone had all these different interpretations. And at the end of the day, sometimes the writer didn't put them in there, and everyone's seeing shit that's not there. And sometimes that shit is there. His the words is, are very that clear. You can see, you can see beyond, right? Without but like, Hunter's it words have to tell you what it is. It should be up to you sometimes to be able to imagine.
2: But Hunter's words are very clear in his book. So when you're listening to those words and he's talking about I love that stuff about where the ocean came up to the mountain. You could see the breaking point where the water went back. Like, why isn't the movie more like that? Like that to me is the best stuff in the movie. Why could you not have some kind of a visual representation of that in the story, but instead they try and use his words from the book to make up for the lack of them doing that in the film. So to me, that's a huge fail. Yeah. that's the feeling I, go, I, I get I mean I think that's the feeling I get every time I see it though
1: yeah I mean that's fair it's weird that you keep watching it then because you were laughing your ass off enjoying yourself there's when I parts was sitting of the beside
2: parts you you kept really, saying "Oh, there's really parts
1: and then John even laughed because every part for you was a good part no, like every scene you'd be like You'd be like, oh, there is good stuff in the movie. And then only next when scene, he's not, oh, there only, is good stuff in the only movie. Only when he's
2: not with Dr. Gonzo and he is not an asshole. Like the scenes where he tells that woman, oh, everything's going to be okay. He's like, you're going to be all right, man. No, every scene where he's not with Gonzo I actually do like him. But it's once again, because he's not being mean. And John, you'll not- need to
1: break in here. <laughs>
0: Um, it, it, it just speaks to how this movie can affect you. I think is, um, like, here's a quote from the movie. I don't normally do quotes from the movie, but it's from Hunter's writing. Right. So, um, maybe this is trying to answer the question in some way that I'm asking here. Uh, but our trip was different. It was a classic affirmation of everything right and true and decent in the national character. It was gross physical salute to the fantastic possibilities of life in this country, but only for those with true grit. And we were chock full of that.
2: Great. Great stuff, man. The guy can write. I'll, I do. I was a huge fan of his writing. Um, I read a couple of his other books that Paul lent me. Paul really is the one who got me into him. I have nothing hmm. bad to say about Hunter except for that he hated himself based on the description of what he did in a day. Um, Brent, um, before we watched the movie, went through Hunter's day um, by the foods he would eat, the drugs he would do and the drinks he would drink. And uh, it was quite upsetting. The short version is like
0: cocaine all day long, basically, and tons of booze and little food. Yeah, no. And
2: acid. And uh, what else, Brent? He did a tranquilizer to cap off the day
1: yeah to put himself to sleep at the end he uh <laughs> he takes a drink but he doesn't even start writing until like 8 in the p.m. or something yeah. like that or three a.m. after yeah. he's had and he writes like for 6 hours
2: two, two two sixes of uh bourbon or no scotch sorry uh a lot of cocaine and he didn't start doing it heavily <laughs> until 9 and there's other yeah. things with Chivas. yeah he was doing yeah. he was drinking like tons of shivis.
1: the biographer says he's like doing cocaine like every 15 minutes throughout the day. And then it's like six hours after he wakes up, it says starts taking cocaine seriously. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. you're like, what was he doing before?
2: He just stopped because he couldn't count any longer. Yeah. So he was just like, fuck it. It's crazy. It is crazy. So he really hated himself. He did not want to be himself for any not one second of the day. He wanted to be so, in a haze uh, for not for the whole day. He did not ever want to be in reality.
0: So is that like avoiding behavior or is that like like the quote I just read? Is it like him and Dr. Gonzo just saying, you know what, we're going to go to this place and we're going to do whatever we want because we're free people here. And yeah, off they I go. think
1: I think some of his like the best of America and blah, blah, blah. Like I think some of that's a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, but I I agree with you. Yeah
0: yeah like being the worst being the absolute worst by doing it but they're free and they can do what the fuck they want which is the what the best of america is supposed to be about
1: yeah the pinnacle of freedom right yeah okay
0: yeah i mean that that point is definitely definitely made um oh um, yeah (laughs) like i i laughed a shit ton in this movie there's a ton of funny scenes right Cause yeah. some of the, some of the funny stuff is just like so funny, but it also, it goes real dark, um, Yeah, it, real quick. only
2: when Gonzo's around, even when he is in that car filled with all the shit he stole from the hotel room and he's trying to drive away, he keeps stopping for the hotel manager, whoever he is, he keeps stopping. If he, Gonzo was there, that guy's arm would have got ripped off cause he would have gunned it. So I think there is something to do with him being around Gonzo that turns him into like a horrible degenerate person who treats people like shit. Because when he's not around, he's he interacts with people and does not even with a police officer. He got a little testy, but you know, he was pretty calm and reasonable. He he stopped <laughs> on the side of the road. When Gonzo's not around, I feel like he's better. Um this is the first time I've really noticed that too having seen it probably hmm. I don't know quite a few times that that I really like him when when Benicio's character isn't there.
0: Yeah no he is he is absolutely likable and he does seem to get along a little bit better but I don't know there are some jumps in time where there must be some interaction between him and Gonzo that I don't know it's that that stuff is <laughs> Those guys are crazy, man. They're just crazy wacky. When fucking Duke wakes up with the shit taped to his face and uh starts and exploring around the room and then having the flashbacks to what they did. That's like some of that shit is really good. Um
2: But you know what? I think there I think once again, uh there's so many good scenes in here. You could have edited out the bad scenes, <laughs> just kept the good ones. Like, yeah, there is a
0: lot of editing that could
2: have been done in this movie. I
0: kind of I, I kind of definitely agree on that end, because like this, this is a case of there being like a lot of really good stuff and then some some deeper stuff to chew on. Um But at two hours, it's screaming in a bit long for for something and you like this and experience. you got
2: to You could have edited so you liked them better, like to take them to the, the place that you take them. Like I don't like Hunter at the end of this movie because Hunter didn't stop Gon- Dr. Gonzo from doing that to that waitress. And the only thing we get from him is he doesn't take the plate. Fuck you, that's not enough. That's not enough. That's fucking not near enough. That woman is fucked for do you life. Think, like, do you and think that's enough stop... that he dropped the plate. Do you think he could stop him? He could have said something. He could have spoke up. He could have said, "Let's get out of here. Leave her alone." He Could have
0: said left he to, left money or tried to uh, do something. Maybe I thought about uh, that protected too. Protected her, no? her. He I could mean, have protected he to, her.
1: He had to. He had to go to sleep with mace like a couple nights before. Yeah, and he defended <laughs> so, himself like, against him
2: then, but he doesn't defend that woman. What's get he gonna with do? Mace? Spray
1: the spray him and the Matrix with with mace. I agree. He, that 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 scene is horrible, and and I would have loved to see something happen. And I agree that not even saying something, if he would have just said something. You know sorry? What I mean?
2: How about fucking sorry?
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> That's yeah. like, this is the thing, right? It's, it's, um, like you can't just attribute superhuman status to these people all the time, right? Like, oh, I wanted this to happen. Why didn't they do that? That sucks. Hunter is still not able to control this guy and has a right reason to hold some fear. In his, uh, in his head about him, because he knows that the guy's always on the most drugs. And as he said, you could turn your back on a man, but never on a drug. Like Gonzo is a, is a dangerous friend.
2: I'm just saying that he didn't have to, he didn't have to turn his back on him, but he could have gotten in his way. Mm-hmm. He could have told him, he could have said something. Even if he would have just sure. said something, and it didn't work. <laughs> That's
1: fine, yeah. At least he yeah. would have
2: tried. And if, and the, the, the
1: yeah, thing I mean, he does me sit there reading his newspaper, right? Yeah. Not, which is, th- which th- is a total dick thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I keep trying to defend him. They, they, they really come off as, as not just, uh, selfish, but like, harmful like like aggressive do you know what i mean
2: aggressive is a good word yeah
1: yeah yeah like i don't mind degeneracy i i (sighs) love it yeah right i know but i i'm fine with that too
2: but that um, that stuff is okay and that's the stuff that works because then you don't feel bad for rooting for them because they're pieces of shit yeah
0: that that i think i really I don't know if it would ruin the whole point of the movie. And um, if people are reading other things into it that are deep for them in this movie, I wouldn't want them to be spoiled. But I just, I needed maybe a little bit more something to get behind at least Raul. Yeah, agreed. Um, and that I don't. And then couple that with the length of the movie and then some of the extra scenes. It, it, uh, it, it, this is, um, yeah, it, it, it stuck out in, in not a, not, not all three of those things stuck out in like a more obvious way watching it this time under the knife of this movie while I'm still being dazzled by the visuals and some of the genuinely funny stuff and um yeah fun fun
2: I I definitely enjoy watching him uh be be that character I even think Hunter complained about the throwing of the money I wonder if he complained about any of the other things in the movie I'm um, I'm not sure but
1: I would hope so man. But I, I mean really the fact that. that he
2: complained about that means that's not the kind of guy he is. So why would they do that twice in the movie?
1: Or it's or it's not the kind of guy he wants to be seen. Yeah, he wants to be seen. Either his way, cameo I guess. in this
0: is great by the way. Mhm.
2: Yeah, his cameo was good.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Holy fuck, there I am. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Like there's a um one thing that, that I definitely noticed and I think you did too is the, the passages, the voiceover passages from the book. Mm-hmm. Um most of those are like really good really yeah. poignant his right like they pick some like amazing samples or i don't know if they would have changed it for the script of this to to no that was all in there okay yeah, i'm I would,
2: sure i'm sure it was yeah yeah and you, yeah, i think you'd i feel have like to, it would
1: be yeah you couldn't sacrilege you couldn't say you something you couldn't attribute something like that to him because you actually see depp writing um as he's talking that that voiceover um as he's speaking the voiceover and the
2: music and the, and the images of the, that period of time and stuff like that stuff was all edited very well and felt very meaningful. And yeah. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. Like that's one of my favorite parts of the movie actually.
1: So, uh, thin red line gives me a feeling that this gives me as well. Right. Which is, like i think that's what i like about it is it's it's like this um it's this philosophical trip right and then you have a a capable director taking you on that trip right and this is like the psycho the psychotic kind of like super trip version of of that uh kind of voyage but i like it because it's because it's accented with those hunters words right yeah where where you get to read those bits of um of his authentic thoughts and they're always like i mean anyone that's read hunter knows like he he can really fucking put some words together and uh and make you think so that stuff to me brings the quality up a ton Mm -hmm. yeah it also gives and it also provides a narrative and a direction which for me is kind of the same thing as Thin Red Line. Like, there's really no point to that movie beyond the adventure and the characters that you're exploring in there, right? Like, yes, they're they're moving inland, but there's no big big objective that they're looking to they're at taking. But at the end,
2: but at the end of that movie, unlike this movie, you have a character that you like, and they sacrifice their life for somebody else at the end of the movie.
1: And so yeah, and Hunter sacrificed his. So <laughs> he didn't know words. he should have
2: sacrificed himself for that waitress. That's what I say.
1: Yeah, the waitress thing is upsetting. If
2: he would have gotten the way of Dr. Gonzo with that waitress and would have almost, and Gonzo would have like, it would have been scary, but he backs down and leaves, that could have been something. If you would have ended mm-hmm. the movie, that, if you would have just made that one small change, <laughs> it would have showed that Hunter won't cross a certain line and he learns that lesson, and that's the end of the movie.
1: Well, I think we saw that but when he goes didn't. in and immediately gets Christina Ricci out of the room. Yeah. But again, that's for selfish reasons. We're it is selfish away.
2: reasons. Yeah, it's self-preservation. There, it's all yeah. self-preservation for this motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Is he just renting the cars that he destroys in this he movie? He never
2: has any money, but he's always like getting things. I don't... That's,
1: it's hilarious I believe it's I believe it's all on fake names like Raul Duke and yeah that's right he's using
2: aliases all of the time
1: (laughs) although it's weird that he would use Raul Duke at two of those um, Vegas hotels yeah because you'd have to think that if you got ran out on on a tab that big and a wrecked room (laughs) like you would have had you'd be calling around hey has this guy been staying at your hotel
0: yeah serious (laughs) oh my god I mean,
2: yeah, it's an adventure.
0: The um, this movie did not do well in the no, box I, office. I don't imagine um, it. I think it picked up mostly in the <laughs> post market. But I mean, no matter what you think of this movie, you'd have to acknowledge the limited audience that would this would appeal to. Yeah,
2: and that's fine. I mean, that part doesn't bother me as much because, I mean, I always am looking for those movies that that are kind of you know weird. I especially used to be weirder out there like blue velvet. I used to love, you know, to watch blue velvet or show people things like that. So I, I don't mind the fringe, but I'm starting to notice that a lot of that fringe, uh, is kind of, uh, you know, not as a little bit more nonsense <laughs> than what I thought it was. Uh, I don't know if you guys are starting to get that sense too. Um, leaving Las Vegas is, uh, another one that comes to mind because we just did it
0: yeah yeah it's true um what is it about them
2: they're not or it's not that they're filmmakers or geniuses it was that they were (laughs) they didn't know what they were doing (laughs) kind of like donnie darko he didn't know what he was doing but he made this weird thing that people liked yeah the thing is that that's not fair
1: about what we do though is that we look at these these things And we see if they hold up now, but we put these impossible um, stipulations around it. Like like the thing is like a lot of these movies are the first attempts at this stuff. Like we've talked about that before where you start to get confused. You're like, well, that's so cliche. Or wait, is this where the cliche started, right? Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of times you can't say like, like why are why were these guys looked at geniuses? They weren't. Like it's but it's a time, right? Like we develop as like our art develops. That's true. Our, no, our no, that's storytelling fair. um grows and evolves. So Yeah, like, that is the hold up. Yeah. These guys were doing that shit before anybody. Yeah, they were so the trail that stuff was great yeah that stuff was groundbreaking right and that did take innovation and ability so yeah, i think and sometimes sometimes and it's a little harsh the the critique we're giving these guys no that's but,
2: fair and the creativity and the imagination to like make something so off the wall and wild and out there
1: totally that's something totally that true exist no, that's fair
2: you know the that's, fear of a blank page that's that's totally fair um mm. And uh, and once again, though, I do think it's his, his, his it, writing is. I feel like his writing because I've I've watched the Baron von Manchosen and and uh, Brazil and I think it's his writing. Time cause, Bandits. Time Bandits. Because his directing is very good. And he has a beautiful eye and a very twisted, weird way of looking at the world, which I love. So loved. fucked up. But when you take yeah. a great screenplay like the Fisher King and then you add his eye to it, it that movie, the Fisher King's top 10, like amazing movie that he direct, this That's his best direct movie that he's directed too. Yeah. Like, But a good script, solid script. Like you got to have that.
1: Yeah apparently I was just i was I was reading that um he didn't use any of the stuff from the other writers, yeah, but he, and he and he fought to get their names uh removed so when oh. I said that there was other people on writing this, Colin, you're more right than you know uh Gilliam and the other guy, I guess I can't remember his name um wrote this thing and didn't use any of the the material from the other two writers, but and they tried names- to get them removed yeah and the thing is is that you need to prove that um 60 of it is your original content and you're adapting a book yeah and that's their thing they said there's so many other attempts at adapting this book already there's so much shared material you just can't possibly right
2: no that's true oh i didn't know that that's crazy
1: so that's that is crazy i didn't i didn't know that either
2: yeah you gotta you yeah he just he yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's it's his script, man. Fuck. It's his script. <laughs> but that's the other thing too is like once again, these people are so kind of beyond other people at their times that everyone's afraid to to tell them their honest opinion of their work. They're like, Oh, it's just Terry. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, No, but you could give him some advice. You could say, if you did this and did that and move this over here and change this, it could be better, Terry. <laughs>
0: but no one does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um do you guys know that Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando were originally <laughs> that been the ones that awful. wanted to play Duke. That would've and been Gonzo. awful. Then, as, as, oh what? That would've been terrible. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, but Belushi awful. died. Then John no, Malkovich John Malkovich was considered for the role of Duke. And then John Cusack was almost cast. And Cusack apparently had directed the play version of this movie. Uh, Really? Yeah, but I think it was um, Johnny Depp and Hunter S. Thompson ended up being like really close friends.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, He paid like $3 million to shoot his ashes into space or something. Out of a cannon. Out of a
2: cannon on his land. Yeah. Yeah. There's video of that somewhere.
1: Oh, shit. Do, do you know what's funny is that um when Depp was gonna do this movie or did the movie or whatever, Bill Murray called him because he had played Hunter in Where the Buffalo's room. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, and he said, careful about how deep you go on this because uh if you're not careful, you'll find yourselves you'll find yourself ten years later um still doing this role. Yeah. And he said, so after this movie, make sure you take something completely different. Yeah. That's
2: great advice.
1: It's great advice, especially when you kind of look at, at um, Depp, right? Mm-hmm. Depp, Depp really leaned into this like aloof thing, right? Like look at, look at Captain Jack Sparrow is He's- fucking Hunter. Yeah, he still he still does. He's Hunter more. Hunter. He's like young, uh, yeah. <laughs> cocksure Hunter, maybe. But he,
2: he still does Hunter on the stand in the trial. He's doing Hunter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was. It's he, like
2: he was. <laughs> Hunter must have been
1: like so impactful that yeah. uh, that he like really seeped into his. I course. do feel bad yeah. for
2: Hunter though. After that story that you read for us, I do feel like I wanted to give Hunter a hug like he he wasn't well yeah no but what i'm saying is like at no time of the day did he want to be sober for one second millisecond he did not yeah. want to be sober and then to knock himself out he did not want to be even sober when he was falling asleep so he would trank himself so he'd insta fall asleep and then he well, could start he needed to all he over to yeah he cocaine, after all that all cocaine, cocaine yeah but then he could start again at the beginning of the day. What was the first thing that he had? Brent, did you say it was it was uh he the first thing he had was scotch in the morning? I think it was
1: oh, Chivas. Yeah, Chivas yeah, and scotch. a cigarette, I think that's yeah,
2: shitty scotch. scotch, too, by the way. <laughs>
1: If you're drinking that it's much blend. scotch though, like you're gonna you your quality goes mm. down the more mm. you start drinking. Yeah, you drinking. don't need That's the nice fair.
0: tasting stuff. You need the stuff that goes down really really good. Smooth.
2: Yeah, yeah like uh Johnny not Johnny Walker I was going to say. What's that stuff? Not lemon gin. So Southern comfort. You could just like guzzle that. Oh, so Oh, man.
1: fuck no. Um <laughs>
0: let, <laughs> like, let's just let's take a minute uh Nicola Pecoroni. Is an Italian cinematographer that worked on this movie and I'd like to give him kudos for um working Hanging with, with working with Gilliam and like but like like Brent said before, as this movie progresses and you go through the different drug experiences, the look and feel of the movie is quite different every time. And as things are happy and light and flashy lights and that's all good, and then it's down and it's like, holy fuck, get me out of here, that kind of stuff. I thought yeah, that's I like can. one of the most effective parts of this movie is Is I'm always along for each part of those rides to see the differences. Yeah, Um, well, visually it's cool.
1: Yeah, they do trend down, right? There is like a like we're slowly getting more and more dark, right? Like we start off with fun and games with Toby in the car. So like as these drug experiences are going on, we're also seeing darker shade of reality.
0: Yep, it's true, Um, and that's all very effective. So way to go, cinematography.
1: I wanted to. I wanted to see how accurate the thought of him being Hunter was. So I wanted to see exactly where this came. So think about Donnie Brasco. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Donnie Brasco was the year before this. No hint of that new uh, Depp, right? Yeah. 98, Fear and Loathing. We get Depp. Uh, I guess he did the Ninth Gate, Astronaut's Wife shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, then we have Ichabod Crane and then uh Shakala we all know to be very hunter i lost i lost it i thought i had a good point nope, i did not no nope. <laughs> the data did not pan uh, out i did <laughs> not. I,
2: do, I do see it now in his in his <laughs> Sorry his own persona it is it is soaked into his his own persona cuz he talks yeah. very he talks very slowly like this when i was staying at hunters in the basement He found this script He like he does he talks like him
0: if I think Hunter would be the kind of person where if he liked you, you'd be all set, and if he didn't, you just shouldn't see him.
1: Yeah, mm, pretty yeah. simple. He was sub- he was supposed to be a grump.
2: Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! But he, he had used to moments, shock of- if people were in a bar, the bar, local bar he would hang out in, if people would get in his way, not like on purpose, but they would get in his way. He had a cattle prod and he would zap them. <laughs> That's a fucking story,
1: <laughs> real story. Yeah, so he is an asshole.
2: Yeah, oh, he's yeah, a fucking right, wreck, asshole.
0: correctly portrayed, you know. The heavy, dr- so like, yeah, that is accurate in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. He just didn't like the change throwing thing, so everything else he was cool with apparently. <laughs> yeah,
0: and like Jesus. Johnny Depp plays him really well. He plays, I guess, he plays this part really well. Like he's constantly sweaty. He's got to be high and aloof and he's done he can do things like this i mean we see bits of it with uh his pirates of the caribbean movies too just not to this quite extreme but yeah uh, this is where he really showed his capability to do that kind of stuff and um i know benicio got nominated for like worst actor or razzie or something for his role in this but i don't yeah, think, I think it's they both might have yeah yeah i i could see i could see it but I don't know. Like, I think they're going balls out to try and bring this movie to life. They're one of the better part of it. Absolutely. So, yeah, kudos to both of them for, like, they're doing effective.
2: this. They're definitely effective, and uh, they do some tough things, some tough scenes.
0: <laughs> What's his name in the tub? <laughs> yeah, just the, the tough scene is crazy
2: just by itself. And once again, he's Johnny Depp. Once again, we talked about this in The Fighter. Um, clearly, Benicio is the brother and the fighter, and, uh, Mark Wahlberg is Hunter, and, like, once again, it's very hard for you to not, to be the straight man, to be the calm guy, while the other guy gets to go wild and crazy, and you have to be like, okay, I gotta, like, ground this shit. That's tough.
1: I mean it's crazy that you're calling Depp the straight man in this movie. <laughs> he is though compared to Gonzo. <laughs>
0: if it's Oof. if you're comparing just those two, yeah probably he's the the good cop. Yeah. And Gonzo's the bad cop.
2: Oh, 100% he's the bad cop. He's the danger. That's hanging think- over the dark cloud that's hanging over Hunter.
0: Yeah. I think if yeah,
1: his influence is bad, sorry, John. If I was just gonna
0: say, if you're making this movie, you gotta know it's not gonna be a commercial success, right? No, so but that's I really appreciate that they did it anyway. and it's like great. <laughs> it's great that For it's cheap. got some renown and that people like think of it very highly and it's got that cult following uh, and it is such a unique movie. like you gotta appreciate when movies like this come along because they're trying to do something different and and they're really stepping out. So that's that's gotta be recognized. I think this some of that goes back to what Brent was saying before about like some of this stuff might have been like super groundbreaking. Um
2: I, I do think that this is a movie that should be seen. Um I'll definitely say that. But I, I would also say that I, I think that was the last time I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Probably that's it. Yeah. So I, I, see, I I've seen it a bunch and I so feel just like you call it? Oh. No, well, well, sounds I, like you're calling can it. Call, it's, time's like, it's time to call it. I don't think that it holds up. But I also never was a huge fan of this movie, and also felt it had issues and was hard to get through. As crazy, yeah. that's the problem. Is as crazy as this movie was, the two hours felt long to me. Always did, and that was a problem, and it's still a problem today. And once again, like if you would change that one scene. One fucking scene at the end of the movie where Johnny Depp finally stood up to Benicio Del Toro and when Benicio was doing something that he did not believe morally and ethically he should be doing, it would have completely changed his (laughs) movie.
0: For the better, but doesn't hold up. Brent, what do you got? Well,
1: John actually convinced me of my thoughts. (gasps) Um, (laughs) My thoughts? yeah (laughs) Uh, which is that it does hold up I um I find this movie to be made for a certain audience and I find that that audience um still would enjoy it I think looking at it under like Colin's very critical eye um expecting and 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 looking for different things I think if they're not there and if you're more in that camp you might probably lean on that side but if uh if this is the type of movie that you enjoy, if you enjoy kind of the crazy ride with like, you know, just like background thoughts and and kind of just weirdness, I think that this movie is as good as it ever was. It's It's got that weird philosophical Hunter S. Thompson backbone, that kind of uh, narrative thought on, on what's happening and the bigger scale of it, kind of the meta of what we're noticing, right? Um, I like that stuff, and I like the actors in it. I mean, this movie's definitely overboard, and it's definitely crazy. And I'm not saying that it should win any awards, um, or that it's for everybody. But I do think that this—I um, think it's—it's it's the same as it ever was, and uh, and I think that it's successful in its pursuit. Yeah, and and Johnny?
2: just to say, but just before Johnny talks, I still think everyone should see it, though. Because people will try and describe this movie to you, but just you have to watch it because you'll never you have to experience it to understand this movie. So go on to the ride.
0: Jump Giant aboard boy. everybody I um, I mean personally, I'd say the movie doesn't hold up for just for me though like like I said, there's tons of, of great stuff to appreciate in this movie and the fact that they made it means it's a must see it's mu- this is like must see watching for movies um yeah but i just i don't know um maybe i've grown out of this movie or maybe not i don't like at one point i really liked it but it was about like the wildest drug adult movie i had ever seen so the craziness of it i would just go along from start to finish i'm not sure if i ever considered if it was good or if i liked it it was just like what's next Oh, the lizards oh my god Hey, it's Penn Gillette, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those ones I appreciate that it's around, but I I think you should watch it, but I'm probably not going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you should not You've seen it. But if you haven't seen it, then watch it. That's (laughs)
2: awesome. awesome.
1: I'm not going to watch it either. We won't I've watch it odd, together. I've been odd man out quite a bit here. Have yeah, you, I get maybe. why you
2: like it, though. I respect your opinion and what you said about the kaleidoscope and stuff. I actually really like that. The way you described the movie earlier was the best way I've ever heard it described, to be honest. That makes uh, the, me hard. The, the most the clear. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that is... That's what's kind of going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It definitely... Like, I'm, I really appreciated our conversation here about the meaning of the movie because... Yeah. I think I think there's a lot to it and some of like what Hunter was all about is definitely in here. Um so it like it gets it gets some points across. It's just what it's going to come down to is personal preference on if you enjoy watching it and there's just not enough of the stuff that I like. No, it's not what the fuck am I saying? No, there's just not enough stuff that um is is you better than good. what I think is doesn't work for me I, I i it would change this movie maybe but i like colin just wanted some redeemable factor about hunter and that he was going back to somewhat normal life and then it would have been like oh that was a crazy journey and he's walking away but instead it's like i know where he's going he's going home to do more drugs and <laughs>
2: yeah nothing changes just a
0: location
2: yeah yeah <laughs> He's just doing that at home now. Yeah. Or in a hotel in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then they did hurt people. So anyway, yeah, some of that makes it not the most redeemable. They hurt fucking people. Because, you know, I've had some experiences in my life and there have been some drugs involved maybe, allegedly. Um, And so like (laughs) I can identify with some of the craziness in this. And there's a time and a place for that at some point in time maybe. But probably not for you youngins. Um, But this movie covers like the worst parts of it. And it's funny because, like, this movie isn't about drug addiction at all. It's nope. just about drug insanity doing all the drugs. These guys, like, aren't just addicted to coke and have a problem. It's like, here's a suitcase full of drugs and off we go. So it's interesting that it's a drug movie about that. Most drug movies would have the the returning to life portion that would, you know, bring everybody down. It all ends and you snorted all that coke and now you got to live with yourself. But... The, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think Hunter ever started living with himself. He just kept on Snorting Coke. No, yeah, so he didn't have to.
2: <laughs>
0: That's funny. <you> know? <laughs> that was
2: his escape. What is the next movie,
1: Johnny? Because I can't remember.
0: Training Day. I've wanted to do Training Day oh for so boy. Really long because
1: I'm really excited about this. Because mm-hmm. I want
0: to know if Denzel Washington's Oscar in this movie was warranted because i There's didn't so many movies movie. he
1: should get it for i
0: it. know right he i and i'm not saying he ain't an Oth- oscar-worthy actor because he is he's incredible he is not lately his actiony stuff you know the the one where he's a time cop anything like man man on fire or, or after is not going to be De- oscar denzel but earlier denzel like um glory fucking denzel is the like the best denzel ever
2: and then The Hurricane He's really good in The Hurricane He's a good, He has lots of great roles That he was nominated for And they didn't give it to him yeah. So then they wanted to pay him back By giving it to him for a movie He didn't deserve it I mean, now we have to see what was up against him because we'll have to look next week. I'm
0: pretty sure there was yeah. some good competition, but anyway, I think so too. I don't. I don't I remember having was. love training day. I think I've seen it twice in my life, so I'm excited to do that one. I've seen it like th- two or three times.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is one I remember liking. So this is nice. different because usually we watch these and it was like a fond mm-hmm. memories, right? I'm ready to I give it a I, chance. I
2: think I. I think I. I did like it. I'm pretty sure.
1: Nice. I Ethan. Yeah. Ethan Hawk and his great big. Yeah. Moving role. (laughs) Big movie role. I'm
2: excited. That's the one we're doing next.
0: Cool. And then we're going to follow that one up with LA Confidential, which is full of style, good cast,
2: great director.
0: Russell Crowe beating people up (laughs) as he does. Just what he likes to do. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, we'll do that. And then we're going to finish this month off with another doozy. Uh, okay, so after we finish this month's off with Requiem for a Dream, my friends, we no. are we are not gonna watch another uh, like Watch Once in Your Lifetime movie for a while. We're gonna keep it light, because we've done yeah because I'm scared a of that now. now. I'm not excited I gotta tell about you, that one. I got
1: to tell you, if you look at the overall last few months, I think, yeah. it has been very dark. Like, we had Schindler's List in there we did. and some yeah, other shit. Wrong. Just a bunch of three-hour-long epic
0: it. fucking sadness, you know? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Insanity. <laughs> that was depressing. <laughs> that
2: one was very sad.
0: Yeah, so we're going to bring it around. Uh, October is going to be lit up. Except for Halloween, we're going to go back in the dumpster with blood.
2: <laughs> oh, thank God. Brent can pick that one again.
0: Yeah,
1: I've already started. I started early this year. I started about a month ago watching horror films again. I can. Oh no, don't stop.
2: watch them. We have to watch them together.
1: No, no, we'll watch <laughs> those together. I'm not watching good ones. I'm watching oh, all okay. the fucking uh, old grease that you like to get your fingers dirty with sometimes. Oh yeah,
0: right on, right on. All right. Well, end of this month we will announce our October lineup confirm it all up figure out how we're gonna blow your minds because there are five Sundays in October so five new movies coming at you so fear and loathing uh half half up half down I'd say would be the close one no one's saying don't watch it so that's more praise than some of the movies walk out of here with after we're done with them Uh, But we're not done with you. We're going to come back next time, training day. Get ready for that one next Sunday. We'll head out for now, folks. Thanks for listening. It's always great to have you. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week.